I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I'm planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you know that your wedding day is for you and not for your parents, then you are in the right place. All right, so today's episode is all about how to talk to your parents about your wedding budget. And when I say parents here, I mean anyone who's kind of in that role. So it could be in-laws, grandparents, godparents, really, really nice friends, chosen family, basically anyone who is going to be contributing to your wedding financially. And traditionally, this is the parents. So that's the title of the episode. So this is how you actually have that conversation with your parents about your wedding budget, the awkward um, thing where you say, hey, are you giving me money? And if so, how much? So we're going to get into all the details about how you actually do that. Um, Ask them if they are contributing and if they are, how much? We'll get into all that good stuff. And I just wanted to say off the bat that, um, well, first of all, I want to say I'll be using parents as sort of the term for this, but insert loved ones who want to give you money here uh, if parents are not applicable for you. I also wanted to say that these sort of conversations, even though they are extremely awkward, like I hate the idea of calling up someone and asking them for money, um, are actually really, really good practice because um, a lot of your life is going to be issues with family or issues with money. That's sort of the whole thing. And a wedding is sort of like the combination of those things. It's a lot of family. It's a lot of money. And that's why there are a lot of issues <laughs> and a lot of wedding planning podcasts and blogs and books and TV shows because it's it's a lot. <laughs> so if, uh, if you're worried about this, if you're nervous, um, know that you have a whole lifetime of <laughs> money and family issues to look forward to and that getting through this is just going to be really, really good practice. So let's do it. 
So before you sit your parents down and demand some money, <laughs> um, you want to do some preparations. So the very first thing is you need to make sure that you're going to this with no expectations because honestly, no one owes you anything. Your parents, um, you know, if you have a good relationship, they raised you, they loved you, they clothed you, they fed you, they kept a roof over your head. They may have helped to put you through school. They may have helped you, you know, buy a house or buy a car at some point. They may have hooked you up with a job. They were, um, I assume, you know, loving for each 18 plus years, uh, they, they did their job. They, they did the thing. They raised you. You are a fully functioning human adult um, who, you know, hopefully didn't have to deal with a lot of strife growing up. Uh, they kept you, you know, fed and clothed and housed, hopefully. Um, and, and that's it. There's really not an expectation. Your parents do not owe you money. They don't have to pay for your wedding. I know in certain cultures, uh, that seems to be the case. And maybe even in certain, um, societies or certain friend groups or family groups, that seems to be it. You know, maybe all of your cousins had their weddings paid for by their parents. Maybe all of your friends' parents paid for their weddings. Maybe every TV show or movie you watch, it seems like the parents are paying. Um, but honestly, that is, that is not the case. Your parents don't have to pay for your wedding. They don't have to have been putting money aside for this one day event that they don't owe you thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, and it is totally valid for them to say, hey, you know, we're so excited for you. And, and we want you to have an amazing wedding day. Unfortunately, we're not able to contribute. And that might be a thing of, you know, we don't have that extra income right now. You know, maybe somebody's lost a job, maybe house payments, maybe sickness or health, you know, whatever it is, or it could be a thing of, you know what, sorry, that's not something we we prioritize and we'd rather give you $10,000 to buy a new car or put, you know, a down payment on a home than pay for this one day event. And that is totally, totally fair because it is your parents' money. It is not your money. So start off with that attitude. The very first question you're asking them is not how much, but, you know, is there any, do you want to contribute? Are you planning to um, really go in with that attitude? Even if you know, you know, let's say, your sibling got married a couple years ago and your parents gave them money. So odds are, unless you're really the black sheep of the family or, you know, their all of their investments totally went up in smoke, odds are they're going to be giving you some money too. But So even if you know that, even if they've said, you know, in passing over the years that they're putting money away, it's still really nice to go in with that attitude of no expectations. You know, that is 100% your money parents. And if you want to give us some, that would be amazing. We'd be so, so grateful. We'd really appreciate it. But if not, that is fine. And we are not going to pout and storm out and not invite you or anything like that. So, you know, you need to be able to plan a wedding that you can afford. This shouldn't be something where you're planning this extravagant, you know, $100,000 wedding because you're sure that mom and dad are going to foot the bill. Um, and then if they, if they pull the plug, okay, sorry guys, it's, you know, we'll get burgers at McDonald's and that's it. Um, you really don't want to be relying on their money, especially if you do start making wedding planning decisions before you have this conversation, which I really, really advise against. You definitely want to know your numbers before you go out and start booking things. But if for some reason you started booking already, you need to be able to make sure that you can back up those purchases and that you're not holding out for this huge sum of money that you don't know if it's actually there. Which leads to my next preparation point. You need to get comfortable talking to your parents about money. You need to get comfortable talking to your parents. You need to get comfortable talking about money. And you need to put those two things together. And I know that's icky and that can make you squirm. And you probably haven't had to talk to your parents about money uh, often. You know, maybe the last time you had that conversation was when you were like 13 and demanding your allowance because you did your chores. You've probably never had to talk to them about money in this way, in this sort of, you know, huge sums of money, unless, unless they have helped you in the past, you know, with a down payment or with 
schooling or things like that. Um, and if that's a conversation that you're like, oh, that's so uncomfortable. I don't want to have that. Like, oh, that's, that's no, that's too weird. Then that can actually be a sign that maybe you're not quite ready for this, this stage of life of weddings and marriage and being an adult and being mature, because that's a conversation that you need need to be able to have and this is again speaking from a place of like you have a good relationship with your parents obviously if there is you know tension and drama there and the reason you're not having that conversation is because of you know some past issues or whatever it is then of course all of that um all of that aside this is a conversation that you need to sort of mature up and have because you really don't want to assume you don't want to be making decisions and putting down payments on things and booking things that are non-refundable without having had this conversation first Another thing you want to prepare is that you want to do some homework. So for a lot of parents, and I, and I hear this all the time, couples will say, oh, yeah, yeah, my dad said, like, for sure, he'll take care of the wedding. He's paying for the whole thing. Or, oh, yeah, you know, we talked to our, our moms and they said, oh, we'd love to pay for the catering, except for the last time they had to pay for wedding catering was... 40 years ago and things cost nothing. It was, you know, all the church ladies got together and baked pie and that was the the catering cost. So it really helps to do your homework. If you already know, um, you know, you have an idea of the kind of wedding you want, uh, you want to let your, you know, have the, the numbers for that sort of wedding ready to go. So you can sort of let your parents know in case they do come at you with, oh yeah, we, we'd be happy to take care of it. Or if they say, oh, you know, we'll pay for the reception or something like that. You can say, okay, like, just so you know, so we're all on the same page. Here are, you know, 10 different venues, sort of sliding scale. Here are what the costs look like. Here's what dress costs look like. Here's what linens, flowers, hair, makeup, whatever it is. Just do some homework. Know the numbers uh, for a few sort of key vendors and a few um, key parts of your wedding. So anything that's, you know, included in your vision, um, just sort of broad strokes. You know, if you're planning, obviously, a 10-person elopement in your backyard, that's going to be very different than a 300-person wedding at, like, a ballroom somewhere. So knowing those numbers, knowing the current numbers, and knowing the numbers for your area specifically, it doesn't help if you look up numbers uh, for weddings that happen in different cities. You can do some research. A lot of vendors do have their prices online these days. If not, you can do, um, you can call around, or you can even just talk to any friends or family members who got married in the last uh, you know, year or two, those numbers will be pretty recent. And that way you can sort of help your parents out and you have those numbers going in. Um, so you're all not just clueless and thinking that, you know, $10,000 is going to get you your dream wedding in New York City, because probably not. <laughs> last but not least, the last thing you want to prepare is what you're going to say. It is totally fine to practice and to sit together with your fiance and say, okay, what do we, what do we want to say? What does that sound like? What are the actual words? Uh, let's practice it. You know, you be, you be my dad, you be my mom, I'll say it, <laughs> vice versa. Um, it is okay to take some time, put some notes together because it's awkward and it's uncomfortable and you haven't done it before. So you, you might not be good at it. And that is totally, totally fine. So feel free to practice if that's going to make you feel better. Or, you know, even, you know, if it feels too weird to, to stand in the mirror and practice, maybe just write down a few notes of things that you want to say. Having those numbers, those homework numbers on paper can be really helpful. Okay, so now that you're all prepped and ready, the next thing is to figure out when to talk to your parents. So as mentioned, it is really, really important that you have this conversation with them at the beginning. You actually can't make any of your wedding planning decisions without knowing how much money you have. You can't book a venue. You might not even be able to make a guest list. You definitely can't go out and start purchasing, you know, flowers and centerpieces and 
archways and dresses and suits and all that stuff until you know how much money you're working with. And especially if you are thinking that your parents are going to be contributing, you know, a significant portion of your wedding budget, then it is so important that you have this discussion with them right off the top. I'll get into it a little bit more in the next section. Um, but it might not just be money. They might also be contributing uh, some ideas or some, <laughs> some thoughts. So it's super important that this is a conversation that you have really, really early on in your planning. So you want to plan a time with your parents when you can sit down with them, preferably face-to-face, um, if not over Zoom or some other sort of video chat or on the phone. You want to be able to sort of talk to them live, have a real conversation. This isn't something you want to do over email or over text. You really want to make it um, a proper conversation, right? Like with the, with the child and their parents, you want to make it um, intimate and friendly and conversational. Um, but again, we'll get into this more. You're not putting pressure on them to like give you all the money right then or anything like that. Um, but just, you know, you're having a nice, real conversation. Um, I think you should bring your partner with you. Um, but you know your family best. So this might be a thing. Maybe if your parents are like really, really private people, they don't like discussing finances with anyone, um, you know, not even with you. Uh, this They might be uncomfortable if you bring your partner uh, to this conversation. But hopefully you're in a situation where your parents are starting to see your partner as family if, if they don't already see them as family and they're happy to have this conversation with both of you since it is both of your weddings. Um, but again, you know your parents best if they're going to be really uncomfortable having someone else there or if they're not going to be able to, you know, speak honestly, then it might be best to leave your partner out of this one. You want to let your parents know that you would like to talk to them about the wedding. They will probably assume if this is, you know, the first wedding conversation that you've had, that money is going to come up. And that's good because that sort of gives them time to prep too. They can talk, you know, with each other about things, finances, other sort of decisions or whatever it is about the wedding. So let them know ahead of time, like, hey, you know, we'd love to chat with you about the wedding when we come over for dinner uh, next Thursday. Is that cool? Can we set some time aside? Awesome. You want to make sure you're having this conversation at a low stress time. It's not a good idea. Again, this is why we tell them ahead of time, hey, let's chat about the wedding. Let's put some time aside to chat about the wedding. You don't want to spring this on them. You don't want to show up to like Christmas dinner an hour early and be like, hey, is this a good time to talk about the wedding? Like probably not. We've got, you know, a turkey and a ham and a goose and whatever else people eat on the go. Um, so you want to make sure that uh, when you do go and talk to them, it's low stress. Maybe this is a meal that's like totally dedicated to talking about the wedding and not part of some larger celebration, which leads me to my next point. You don't want to do this with a bunch of other people. Ideally, it is just you, your parents and your partner. You don't want to have, you know, a bunch of siblings and cousins and aunts and uncles or friends or other people there because that can just be really uncomfortable, right? Like your parents might not even want to talk finances with you. They probably definitely don't want to talk finances in front of all of their relatives or neighbors or friends or whatever it is. This is definitely a private conversation that you want to have just the three or just the four of you. So make sure that that is clear when you're setting up this time. And you don't want to do this with both sets of parents together. Now, this one I've sort of waffled on. I think ideally you want to have these conversations separately, right? Like you want to go and have a conversation with your parents and then go and have a conversation with your partner's parents. And in an ideal world, you don't share those numbers because, you know, not everyone's from the same sort of family backgrounds. Not everyone has the same financial situations. One family might be able to give, you know, $30,000. It's no sweat. They don't even notice. And another family might be pinching pennies and, you know, scraping together everything they have to be able to give $300. And, and that's 
totally fine and fair and valid. And it's not like one family is more important than the other. Um, and I've heard of some very, very tense situations where parents say like, oh, well, we gave, you know, five times more than what they gave. So we should get to say, have more say and we should get to invite more people and it's our wedding. And on the invitations, it should say, you know, we were the ones who invite everyone. And it, it just gets really ugly. And that's not, that's not how you want to start this sort of union of two families coming together, especially if your parents and your partner's parents don't know each other and you haven't had time to, you know, sit down and have meals together and really become that one big happy family. You definitely don't want the very first interactions they have together to be all about money and who's putting more, who's putting less into the wedding. Um, again, in an ideal world, it shouldn't impact how much your parents want to give, knowing how much your partner's parents gave or vice versa. Um, but unfortunately, it does come up a lot. And I know a lot of parents directly ask, they'll say, okay, well, we'll give, you know, we'll give you some money, but how much are the the partner's parents giving? How much are your, is your fiance's parents paying? Um, which can get really tricky, but I, you know, I, I get what they're saying. That's, you know, you don't want to be giving this, uh, I don't know, let's say you don't want to give $10,000 if the other parents are giving nothing. And then, you know, you both are sharing hosting uh, responsibilities and people are coming up to both sets of parents saying, thank you so much for having us where it, when you paid for it and the other parent paid nothing, I can understand how that's sort of a hit to the ego. And, and that's not really fair. Um, and of course, it shouldn't be about that, especially if the other family is, you know, not able to give money. That really shouldn't be what it's about. The the more well-off family shouldn't feel um, like they're being taken advantage of or anything like that. But then you get into weird situations where people do have money, but they don't want to give it and things like that. It just, it gets ugly. It gets tricky. Um, and that's, and that's like I said, at the top of this show, that's sort of this whole thing, right? This wedding is a big practice in dealing with family and money, which are some of the trickiest things when they, when they come together. Um, so again, in an ideal world, if you can keep your parents separate from each other, if you can have these conversations separately, and if you can make it so that they never really ask about the other parents' contribution, that is ideal. If they do start to ask, um, you can always try to say something like, oh yeah, you know, you're both contributing about the same amount. Um, you know, we're, we're not super comfortable sharing the exact amount, but, but, you know, rest assured we're, we're all in the same ballpark. Um, another tactic I've heard is with a lot of couples, you know, their parents contribute, but the couple themselves also put up money. So a lot of couples like to split it evenly. They'll say, okay, you contribute a third, we'll contribute a third, the other parents contribute a third. And if the couple goes first and says like, hey, we've saved up $10,000, we'd love to put that in. Um, if you're both able to match us, that would be great. That's sort of nice because it's the couple sort of putting themselves forward with the numbers being the first to sort of reveal their hand. And then if both parents are able to contribute that same amount, then that's amazing. Of course, that's an ideal situation where everyone is comfortable with that number, which might not be the case. <laughs> okay, so let's move into the actual meat of it. What do you actually say when you sit down and have this conversation? You've done all your prep and homework. You've set aside this perfect time when no one else is going to be there and it's low stress. But what do you actually say when you sit down? So here's how I think you should start it. Hey, mom and dad, we're not expecting anything and we are totally fine with your decision either way, but we do want to have all of the information up front before we start wedding planning. So are you planning to contribute to our wedding? That's it. That's the, the little opening blurb. I mean, obviously that shouldn't be the, the first thing you say when you walk into the house, you can say hi. Um, but that's, I think, the blurb that you should be saying 
when you ask um, about their contribution. So go ahead and rewind if you need to listen to that again. But basically, you're letting them know that like, hey, we have no expectations. And obviously, you know, we're lo- we love you and you're coming to the wedding no matter what. But we have to ask and we have to ask now because we need this information. We need to have the numbers before we start planning. And then it's just, a, are you planning to contribute? And then, you know, from there, if they say no, accept it, be grateful, thank them so much anyways, move on. If they say yes, you then need to start asking for some details. Um, First of all, you want to thank them. Of course, thank you so much. That is kind and generous. And we are beyond grateful that you want to contribute to our wedding. That really means a lot to us. And we we really, really appreciate it. Um, But you do need to know the details. You do need to know exact numbers. I know a lot of couples get into trouble with, they sort of muster up the strength and the energy to ask their parents, oh, are you going to contribute? And the parents say, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, for sure. We'll give you money. And the couple runs off and they go, phew, okay, good. We had the conversation. Oh, wait, how much are they giving us? And then it's this awkward, you know, song and dance of you don't really want to ask them for the number, but you kind of need the number because you need to make plans and you're not sure what your budget is. So that's definitely something you want to know right off the top. So you need to know the number. You need to know exactly how much your parents want to contribute. You need to know the timeline. When do you get that money? Um, or you need to know what it's covering. So some parents don't like to give exact numbers, but they would rather cover a portion of the wedding. So they'll say, hey, we'll take care of the outfits, or we'll take care of the rehearsal dinner, or we'll take care of the reception. So this is where that homework you did with the numbers comes in handy. So you really want to say like, oh, that's amazing that you guys want to take care of the reception. Here, you know, I've got some numbers from 2020 weddings in our area, just to give you an idea of what that looks like. Here's what venue costs, what a band costs, what catering costs, just run them through the numbers so they can say, okay, for sure, that sounds reasonable. Or, oh, you know what? (laughs) Maybe we'll take care of half the reception. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um... And it is totally fine if your parents need to go and think about this. They don't need to have that answer right away. It is, you know, you're not expecting them. This is the first they've heard, right? They might not know that you came to ask about the contribution. So it's not like you need to sit there and be like, okay, you're contributing. Well, how much? And, you know, stare them down until they hit you with a number. You can say like, oh, if you guys want to go and talk about this, you know, look at the finances, discuss amongst yourselves, think about it, sleep on it, whatever. Great. Um, I'll, you know, I'll follow up with you and make sure that you do follow up. So you can, in this first initial meeting, you can say, Hey, is it cool if I like give you guys a call next week and maybe you'll have a firm number at that point, or you'll have an idea of what you want to cover or something like that. Really make sure you do follow up and you get that follow up time uh, or that commitment sort of in that first initial meeting. So everyone is comfortable knowing that, okay, like a week from today, I'll be calling back and we're going to have a number or something like that. Or the next time we have dinner or something. Um, 
Another detail that you want to ask your parents about is what is the process of getting that money? So is it a thing where you're going to pay for everything up front and then they'll pay you back? Or are they going to give you a lump sum? Are they going to, you know, hand you a check or hand you a credit card? Or is it a situation where every time you want to buy something, you have to call them? And if you can tell from the tone of my voice, that is not the ideal situation. It is awkward and uncomfortable and it's sort of makes you have to like run every decision by your parents, which we're about to get into. Um, so if you can avoid that uh, process, I would suggest it. You should try to either get your parents to give you that lump sum up front or to offer to pay you back for everything at the end. And of course, that's one where you have to have a great relationship with your parents so you're not stuck with all of these bills. Uh, you might not even be able to front all the money up front. You might need your parents to give you that lump sum or however they want to do it. You know, maybe they say, oh, we'll give you the first half now, the, the second half in a couple months, whatever it is, but just make sure that when you're hammering out the details, figuring out the numbers, uh, the timeline, you also know the process of, of how exactly it's gonna work with you getting the money. And again, these are all weird and uncomfortable questions. We don't usually ask our parents like, oh, hey, thanks so much for $10,000. How do you want to give that to me? <laughs> like, It's weird. And you can you can address that. You can, you know, point out the elephant in the room. You can say, hey, you know, mom and dad, this is so awkward. Like, when have I ever asked you for thousands of dollars and then, you know, scrutinized how you're going to give it to me? Like, this is the weirdest. Don't buy me a birthday present for the next five years. Like, you guys are the best. Um, you can laugh about it. And that's something when my partner and I were buying our condo, we talked to our parents and asked if any of them wanted to contribute and, and we totally just pointed out the elephant in the room and said this is funny and this is awkward and this is weird and you know not a conversation we're super comfortable with but we, we did want to ask and there's no right or wrong answer go ahead and sleep on it but here's the question so that is totally fine if that is your attitude going into it you're allowed to point out that it's awkward and again, as long as you come into it with that attitude of we're not expecting anything, you know, we love you either way, we just need the information, I think that's fine. If that is the attitude that you keep throughout this conversation, then it becomes less of, you know, the greedy kid counting the money um, and more of just a, an honest conversation in between adults who need to figure out logistics. So one very important part of this conversation beyond just, you know, asking if they are contributing and asking how much is what does this money mean? What strings are attached? And there are always strings attached. So this is something you're actually going to want to get into during that first conversation when you're talking about money, asking if they want to contribute, asking how much and all of that. You really do need to ask them almost directly if this money they're giving you, is this a gift or is this money buying them decision-making power? And you might not want to phrase it like that, but you need to know, hey, are you guys saying here, take $10,000, run with it, have the wedding you want. We don't care. We don't need to see receipts. We're not going to ask any questions. This is your wedding. You're planning it. We're simply handing you $10,000 and like wiping our hands of it. Or are we saying, hey, we're going to give you guys $10,000 and we're also going to be coming with you on venue visits and we'll be giving our opinion on the food and you better make sure you go to this dress maker and we've got people we're going to invite and ideas we're going to throw on you and traditions um, because often that's that's what happens. There's this saying in the wedding planning world, uh, no pay, no say. So basically, if you're not funding it, you have no say in what happens. But then we run into this problem of, okay, the parents are funding it or they're funding a portion of it. So now they get a say. And for some couples, that could be a huge problem. If you are really not in line with your parents and you can see them 
potentially forcing a lot of things on you that you're not comfortable with, or even just the, you know, even if they say directly, because I think if you came out and asked your parents like, hey, is this a gift? Or are you trying to become wedding planners and plan my wedding? Almost every parent is going to say, oh, no, no, of course not. It's your wedding. It's your wedding. Plan what you want. This this money is a gift. Do what you want. And then as the months go on, you know, they start to insert their opinion and they sort of feel, it's that feeling that their money has bought them that decision-making power rather than them coming right out and saying like, oh yeah, 100%, I'm planning the wedding now. It's it's my wedding, move over. <laughs> like I'll, I'll dress you up and send you down the aisle, but it's my wedding. Um, so you kind of have to look out for those red flags. And if you do see this being a problem, then, then it's sort of a, a time for you. You might need to actually decide if you're comfortable taking the money. You know, if you and your parents are on completely different pages with the wedding and the only way they'll give you money is if you have the wedding that they want, that might not be worth it to you. So that's something that you and your partner need to think about and decide and you need to know what those strings are when you take the money. So I think one of the best ways to sort of find out because I don't think any parents are going to come right out and tell you where they where they intend to pull the strings. Um, you want to explain your vision for your wedding. So again, at this point, hopefully you haven't made any firm decisions. Um, so you haven't booked anything yet, but you really want to explain uh, your wedding vision. So it could be like, you know, we're planning to get married um, in our backyard and then we're going to all go out for dinner at this restaurant. There's going to be 30 of us. Uh, it's really important to me to have a beautiful, um, bouquet and centerpieces. And I really want to wear this uh, purple suit. And we're going to have a food truck come by at the end of the night, whatever it is. You then want to ask your parents if they have any visions for your wedding. And hopefully, fingers crossed, your two visions are totally in line. Or they say to you like, oh, you know what, honey, your vision sounds great. That sounds perfect. You know, that, that sounds like a lovely wedding. Um, but if they do have, you know, a totally different idea, like, oh, we were actually thinking to get married in our place of worship with 300 people and then go out for lunch in a garden that's, you know, completely different to what you want, then that's probably going to be where you're going to have a little bit of conflict, especially if they are pretty firm in their vision and they're now footing the bill and thinking that they get to, to make those decisions. So from there, you'll want to share some of your non-negotiables. So again, if you're planning that 30 person, um, you know, dinner wedding with the food trucks, you might want to say, okay, you know, I'm open to um, having more guests or whatever it is. I'm open to getting married in the, the place of worship. I'm open to having a garden party, but the, the food trucks are non-negotiable or the, I don't know, the flowers are non-negotiable or getting married in our backyard and not at the place of worship is non-negotiable. And then see what your parents have to say about that. If that is becoming a huge problem, then this is this is an area where you're going to have to do some work and where you're really going to have to think, okay, is the money worth it? If they're saying, hey, we're only paying for this if you get married at our church, or we're only paying for this if 300 of our closest friends get to come. Which leads into my next point. Uh, do your parents get to invite people? I have always been of the mind that parents should not get to invite people to their kids' weddings. I think it's weird. I think it's very strange that parents use their children getting married as an opportunity to like show off to their friends how well their kid did. Like they're kind of saying like, oh look, Stephen wasn't such a screw up. He finally found a husband. Look at him. Look at this amazing wedding. Isn't Stephen the best? Like it's so strange to me that they do that or that they use 
their kid's wedding as a time to like socialize and show their friends a good time because surely they're pretty busy on their kid's wedding day. Like when parents, wouldn't you rather just have all your friends over for like a really good New Year's Eve party instead of spending like $300 a person to have them come to your kid's wedding? And then it's so weird when the kids have to go over and like greet this table of their parents' friends who they don't really know, but maybe met once or twice over the years. Very strange. But apparently this is a thing. Parents like to invite tons of people and it's to the point where like when the couple is making their guest list, parents are submitting their list with like 50 names of people they want to invite. I find it very odd, but that's something that you definitely want to cover with your parents. Ask them like, hey, are you, are you thinking to invite people? Are you wanting to invite people to our wedding? If so, how many people? Um, are these going to be people we actually know? <laughs> if not, are they at least going to give us a really nice gift? Um, and then making sure uh, the funds that your parents are contributing are going to cover those people. Because personally, I think it's kind of ridiculous for parents to say, oh, yeah, please invite, you know, 25 of my closest friends. By the way, I'm not going to give you any money. So please just, you know, pay for all these people for no good reason. Um, and then you also have to think, does that change your wedding vision? Because if you are sort of picturing that 30 person really intimate, you know, dinner wedding, that's going to be totally different if 25 of your mom's friends from Bridge Club <laughs> crash the crash the event. So that's a big one. This is also the time when you might need to start setting some boundaries around your wedding planning. So if you're having this conversation and you're realizing that your vision for your wedding is completely different from your parents and that you have some non-negotiables that they can't stand, they have some non-negotiables you can't stand, they want to invite a bunch of people, and it's just kind of getting really hairy and messy, this is really where you're going to need to start setting some boundaries. And it, it might get to the point where you say, okay, you know what, thank you so much for the offer to contribute to our wedding. Unfortunately, like the wedding that you would like to contribute to is not the wedding we'd like to have. Um, so we're going to decline decline your offer of contribution. And again, we appreciate it so much. We, we really do. But that's not the wedding we want to have. And then you need to figure out how you're funding the wedding that you do want to have. And it might mean downsizing, changing your dreams a little, postponing your dreams, whatever it is. But you have to get comfortable knowing that that, that might be the boundary you need to put into place. Hopefully it's not that bad. Hopefully it's a situation where you just sort of put up a boundary saying like, you know what? Um, this, this conversation is getting a bit heated. Let's all take a few days and come back to this and get on the same page. Or, um, you know, I'm really not comfortable having any of your friends there who I haven't met. So if I haven't met them, please don't submit them on the guest list. Or I'm really not comfortable getting married in a place of worship because that's not uh, my faith and my, you know, upbringing. So that's, that's going to be a non-negotiable for me. And I really need you to respect that. So get comfortable setting those boundaries, asking for what you want. That is totally okay. Your parents should hopefully be, be okay with that or come around to that. And again, this is one of those tricky, ugly parts of wedding planning where it can get awkward and it can get heated. Um, and it's, it's good practice. Just remember all of this is very good practice for the important conversations that you're going to be having for the rest of your life with family. When you become a parent, um, when, uh, maybe when you become a parent, if your parents who are now grandparents start having a lot of opinions, this is all going to be coming up all over again. So it's all in good practice. And hopefully you, you and your parents are on the same page and they agree to your non-negotiables and you agree to any of theirs and, and it is all happy and nice, but just in case it's not, get comfortable with, with setting those boundaries.
The last little thing I want to talk about here, I know this is running a bit long, is uh, what else could that money be used for? And this is sort of my unconventional wedding planning brain talking here. But if it was me and my parents said, hey, yeah, we've set aside $10,000 for your wedding, the first thing I would be thinking of is what else could I do with that $10,000? Could I, you know, put some money towards a house? Could I just go on an amazing honeymoon? Could I start, you know, a program, a master's program or something? Could I pay off student debt? Could I buy a new car? Could I just have like an amazing year of Uber Eats, <laughs> whatever it is? Um, that's where my brain would go. And I think it is totally, totally natural and normal and actually good if you start to think, hey, what does that money mean for my life? And I know this is definitely unconventional if you're one of those people who's been dreaming of your wedding your whole life. Um, and you've always sort of imagined it as this big grand affair, and you've always figured your parents would foot the bill, and they're now offering you 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 dollars to pay for it. It is so easy to say, thanks so much, and you know, sign, sign the check with their names, hand over daddy's black card or whatever it is, and and pay for it and get it done and have that dream wedding. But I think it's also really important to think of what else you could do with that money. Because I imagine most parents, unless they really are so invested in having this party and showing off to all their friends and family and it's you know it's a big part of the culture or whatever i imagine most parents who have set some money aside for their parent for their children's wedding are kind of happy for you to use that however you want and i don't mean you know go out and go crazy and buy some like top shelf liquor and (laughs) have a wild night and buy the whole bar around of drinks. But I think if you went to your parents and said, hey, that's that's amazing that you want to give us $10,000 for our wedding. How do you feel about us using that towards a down payment? I, my parents, at least, and, and hopefully yours too, would say, that's amazing. We'd love to help you with that. Not a problem, of course. Um, they might even give you a, a little bit extra for the wedding. <laughs> um, probably not. Don't count on that. Uh, but I think that's something worth thinking about. So you could, you know, you'd ask your parents, hey, this money you've set aside for the wedding is it okay if we use it somewhere else? Here's what we're thinking. And, you know, would you still give this to us if we weren't getting married? And again, some families, this isn't going to be an option. Like it's just set for a wedding. And if you're not getting married, sorry, the money's not there. Um, But I think some families might be really interested in this option or an option where you sort of do um, half and half where they say, hey, we're giving you $10,000. And you say to them, great, we're going to put 5,000 of that towards the wedding. And we're going to put 5,000 towards a honeymoon or student loans or car payments, whatever it is. And your parents may be really into that. So I think it's definitely worth running by them, especially if you do have other goals for your life besides this big, huge wedding day. Um, But you do want to have that conversation with your parents first before you just take their money and run. Um, You want to be super transparent with them and honest about what you want to do with the money. Because some parents might not be comfortable with that. They might kind of say, you know, if they say something like, okay, we'll buy your wedding outfit. You have a budget of $3,000. If you happen to find it for $1,500, some parents might say, okay, great. Take the extra $1,500 and put it towards another part of the wedding or another part of your life. And other parents might say, okay, great. You've saved me $1,500. That's mine. So if your parents are the kind who, you know, they want the receipts and they want to just cover a certain part of your wedding or just your wedding, then then that's totally fair. And that's up to them. And it is their money after all. But I think it is worth asking and, and thinking about the possibilities. Because personally, I would rather go on a ball and honeymoon and put some money towards housing or eating out or something else like that instead of having this extravagant wedding day. Thank 
you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope you're feeling a lot more confident about talking to your parents about your wedding budget. If you really want to make my day, please leave me a rating and review, subscribe so you don't miss the next episode, and please tell a friend about the podcast. And remember, no one, not even your parents, owes you $10,000. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.